This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast to help support this show. We're also brought to you by our PayPal supporters, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. This episode is also brought to you by Star Wars Gaming Network, starwarsgaming.net, your online resource for Star Wars Battlefront. Pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 112 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodman, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we want to talk about the reception of Battlefront 2 and if it deserves all of the hate. Let's get started. There has been a disturbance in the Force, Sam. Have you felt it? Yes. The dark and the light. Gamers and the loot boxes. Battlefront 2 has been getting a lot of hate recently. I love the game. So do I, Sage. But a lot of people love to hate the game. So do I, Sage. Yes. You love and hate the game, which is which is a good balance. It's it's a good balance to love and hate a game. You have to have balance in the Force. Yes. Both Sith and Jedi. Yes. Without you, there can be no balance to the Force. You were the chosen one, Anakin. You were the chosen one. It was said that you would destroy the Sith, not join them. Bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. Okay, so the biggest the biggest thing that people have been up in arms about is uh, the loot crate system. Loot crates in Battlefront launched. You could get star cards there, um, and to get the star cards, you need uh, crafting parts, which are found in the loot crates, and you could buy loot crates. But it wasn't pay to win. But people were afraid it was going to be pay to win. What do you, what do you think about that description, Sam? I think it's quite accurate. I mean, it's proven that even before they removed the crystals, that it was not pay to win. It was actually the opposite of pay to win because even if you did pay a lot of money, you didn't get that much. In terms of star cards, you did get a lot of crafting parts, though. But the star card system, even if you do get, like, all of the star cards, it doesn't really up you all that much, depending on your playstyle. Because in the end, it's about how well you do strategically in the match, and it doesn't all depend on star cards in, the pl- in playing the game. Because some of our classes have default star cards, and they still play well. Yeah. So if you are a skilled player, getting all the star cards isn't going to help you that much. It will still give you a slight advantage. Yeah. But if you are playing against another player who's really good, it's not going to be it's not being able to like, "Oh, that person paid thousands of dollars to get all of that stuff. They're so much better than I am." No. The real thing people should be complaining about is the progression system. Loot crates you can take it or leave it with loot crates. I don't really care either way. Loot crates can 
I, I mean, the future of gaming really depends on loot crates because a lot of people really like loot crates, especially shareholders of video game companies. And to be honest, Overwatch did really well with the loot crate and other games. Yeah, but their loot crate system is better in the way that it's customization only. Yeah, which is how it should be. But still, their loot crates are in there. Like that's that doesn't change anything. Even if it's implemented in a great way, it's still a precedent that is set in gaming that this company has loot crates that you can buy with real money. And that that's in the game. So yeah, the gameplay of Star Wars Battlefront 2 is better than its predecessor, meaning Battlefront 2015. But the progression system and star cards and how that works is too complicated. I mean, I'm still having trouble understanding how it all works. And I've had the game for about a month now. Yeah. I mean, I barely understand the progression system. I mean, it should be ranks, and that's what determines your class and how well you do with that and how much you play it. Yeah, so if you didn't know the level of your class, it's not about how many hours you've played in it or how well you've done it in your class. It is about how many star cards you have upgraded for your class. So if you buy all of the, if you get all of the star cards upgraded through crafting parts and all of that, it's all about if you upgrade star cards, if you upgrade all of the star cards to the max, your the level of your class is going to be 34. I believe that's the max. So you upgrade everything, you get all of the, the epic ability or whatever, and then it's a level 34. That does not change how well you do or what's unlocked or all any of that. It's just like, oh, hey, I've got all of these star cards unlocked. Unlike Battlefront 2015, which is your rank is how much... Your rank gives you the ability to lock, unlock uh, weapons and star cards. So, say, what was it rank like 10 or something like that to get uh, the DL44? I think it was like 20. I think it was rank 16 to get the jump pack. Okay, yeah. So, certain things like that. So, 16 gives you the jump pack, that kind of thing. Ranks don't really do anything right now. What wouldn't you say? They don't implement, it's just a way to track how many... How, you know, how much you've played the game, to be honest. Yeah, so you can say, oh, hey, I've got as many battle points that are... So the XP that you earn, it's basically saying, oh, hey, I've got level 20 or 30 or so on and so forth of XP earned. It doesn't really affect anything. But that that's kind of the explanation of star cards and what they do and the progression system and loot crates... Yeah, but that's not the only reason people are just despising Battlefront 2 and getting all this backlash on social media. It's got a lot to do with EA as well. Yeah, so EA as a company has been historically about pleasing its shareholders. So they've they flip and flop depending on what's making them money. So this is very scary for the future of Battlefront since they lost like $3 billion in shareholder stock. Yeah. That's so, not good. No. So that that's scary. The one thing I think is the saving grace for the uh the game is Lucasfilm and Star Wars and Disney. They're not going to let EA 
go around and and a franchise that is so beloved by fans because they like they Disney knows their IP and maybe Lucasfilm becomes more involved with this. This could be a good thing. Like the backlash, it's already a good thing. They've removed buying loot crates. They're looking at changing the whole progression system. So it's already making good changes to the game. But this could be a good change for future Star Wars games. What if Lucasfilm was more involved in like the business aspect of EA and Visceral's Star Wars game? Maybe maybe they wouldn't have been shut down. Yeah, it's also you know, as you said, they're improving. But they should already have this somewhat down because Battlefront 2015, when it launched, did not even get close to what um, the negative response was. Yeah, there was there was a pretty big backlash and negative response of the first game, but the second game was like, hey guys, hold my drink. I'm going to go... We're going to make a game that's just going to tick off everyone. Yeah, and they were really ambitious with this game. They should have kept a lot of the key aspects in the previous game. Like what? The rank system, the star cards, because people are familiar with that. They learned that. They spent a year playing that game and getting to know its UI. So, there, for, for DICE and EA, there isn't really a win-win situation. As people in the first game were complaining about single-player story. We got single-player story. People complained about single-player story. Uh, people complained about there not being classes. We got class gameplay, and then people started complaining about class gameplay. They complained about S- Starfighter Battles, Starfighter Battles, and Battlefront 2. If you have not played Starfighter Battles and Battlefront 2, you need to because it is so robust. But people still complained about it. So no, it seems like no matter what happens with any Star Wars game that has the moniker of EA on it, it's gonna be attacked for some minute thing yeah ea is not the most loved publishing company and you know dice is doing a really good job on the game props to them but ea makes a lot of the key decisions financially and with the gameplay as well i don't i don't know about gameplay i mean we have no idea what how involved ea was in making loot crates a thing or how involved all of this stuff was we have no idea about that because gaming and as an entertainment area is always super close to the vest like we have no idea what the heck goes on behind the closed doors of video games like nobody knows what's going on which is why a lot of people have become like oh my gosh i have no idea what's going on but it looks bad so maybe if they open the doors a little bit explain some things that's always been a big issue is like between things and when they're really working hard on making things better communication just shuts down yeah and i know that he had some hand within the loot crates it's just more money yeah they said, hey, we don't want to do a uh, season pass, but we have to make money somehow. Exactly. I think this is a good time to talk about our sponsor, Star Wars Gaming Network, StarWarsGaming.net. Your resource for everything Star Wars Battlefront. It has mini sites for forums and tournament play. It's got all kinds of fun stuff. It's got news. It's got It's got a really, really clean website. If you're looking for anything Battlefront, it's a really, really good place to go, especially especially if you're missing um, Star Wars Game Outpost, because it's a really, really nice website. It's got posts like 
we did an interview on the Star Wars Game Network on how we run the podcast, how we create it, what we've been doing recently, uh, what we think of the the big problems with Battlefront 2, what we think of the game, our favorite game modes, and all that kind of stuff. You can check that out. StarWarsGaming.net slash community dash spotlight dash Battlefront dash podcast. Definitely check it out. It's a good place for news. It's a good place for tournament play. It's You can check out what classes are in the game, how to play those classes, that kind of stuff. Also check out our interview on there. Check it out. We talk about um, how we make the podcast, what made us want to start the podcast, gaming predictions for Battlefront 2, all that kind of stuff. So definitely check it out. Really, really nice website. I love going on there, especially for tournament play. Definitely want to check that out. Now, after a short break, we will go into some other things that we want changed in Battlefront 2 and the progression system and how we want to get that changed. You're listening to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, a podcast from the Tie-Dye Sheep Entertainment Podcast Network, a network dedicated to bringing content as great and as weird as the hosts. If you'd like to support us on a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. You can donate $1 up to $10, and we have different tiers for that. So if you'd like to support the show and get some exclusive content, because we'll be doing bonus shows there, you can support us through that link. And at $1 per month, you have the ability to come on the podcast if you so desire. But what's what's what I find very unnerving and a little angering is how people have treated the game as a whole. Like the gameplay aspects, solid, solid game. Story, it, it's pretty, still pretty solid. Yeah. For like the first um, addition to Star Wars in the game aspect as a campaign. Yeah, it's a it's a it great jumping off point. The decisions made in the DLC or in the, the, the story mode is kind of like, uh, really wish you stuck with one aspect of the game. We're not going to get into spoilers right now. That's going to be a whole another episode. But that's something that's a big issue that I find. Um, but as a jumping off point, a second game in the series, I think they did a really good job with it. It does not deserve a... A 6.9 that I've been seeing, or even worse than that. I mean, the first game got, what, 7, 7.5? Almost 8. Like, that game was a skeleton. While this game has robust Starfighter Assault, it's got robust gameplay, like the shooter aspect's really, really good. So much improved from the first game. It's got a story mode. And still, it performs worse, and reviews than the first game. Yeah, even the offline, which was a problem in the previous game, is solid. I mean, it's a solid game. It's not, you know, oh my gosh, this game is amazing. The best game ever. No. Is it? Is it underwhelming? No. Is it what I expect it to be and perform what I want it to be? Yes. Yeah. It meets my expectations. And that I think that's where a lot of people have been like, uh, what's going on here? This is stupid. I hate this. Backlash, Rage, Reddit, just being Reddit, as Reddit does, as people were expecting something, I think, much bigger 
like they hyped it up too much maybe yes but it was it's exactly what i expected it to be maybe that's because i played it in uh, ea play maybe not i don't know yeah because people uh, really received the pre-alpha and who went to ea play and played that and the beta really well yeah we we were uh we were talking to the people in line asking them what they thought like most of the thing was i didn't really like the first game i uh, liked the first game but this one's so much better this is everything i wanted done done but since it was pre-alpha, they did have some like gameplay issues. But gameplay has been rock solid recently. There are some rubber banding issues. A lot of the time, I'll be switched to first person for some reason, which sucks. It could be because we were get, getting so small doses of the game. And those small doses were really action-packed. And then when the whole game came out, compared to you know the concentrated awesomeness, it didn't stack up. Mm-hmm. Still, like, I, I'm really looking for, like, this, this, like, trying to put my finger on, this is the thing that everyone hates about Battlefront, because overall across the board, it's basically, loot crates are a bad thing for gaming, which I agree, especially if they're handled poorly. I mean, Call of Duty World War II has a trophy on PlayStation, don't know about Xbox, but it has a trophy on PlayStation where you watch someone else open a loot crate. And people are complaining about Battlefront and its poor progression system, or its its okay use of loot boxes, but not their progression system. And that's the big deal. Like, make the progression system better. Make it to where I play a game and I can I can unlock everything without touching the loot crates because that's what loot crates need to be they need to be okay i've got some extra money i want to help out the game i want to get this skin i want to get this um, look for my gun which is in call of duty games you can unlock like skins for your guns that kind of stuff and let's face it a lot of people including me love skins and alternative looks and would spend hours on end or even money to get those because who wants to be randomly who wants to be the random joe on the battlefield and like why would you want to do that like i hate how it randomly picks something depending on the era which, which era i'm in which uh faction faction which class i'm choosing like i don't like that i would rather be able to customize my look like in the first game like customization was really limited but hey, at least I got to choose my race. I got to choose my skin. If I was just a regular human, I got to choose my, if I wanted a mustache, if like what race I wanted to be that way, I could be an old lady, that kind of stuff. But no, EA's, EA's explanation is, oh, we don't want uh, pink Darth Vader in there. You don't have to put pink Darth Vader in there. You're in charge of what skins you put in there. Like the community's not in charge of making all of the skins. You are, your dice team is like, make it to where the looks are canon why why does it have to be like what what i don't get is they're they are in charge of what they put in the game if they put darth vader in a pink costume in there that's them not being canon it's not fans wanting non-canon stuff like you don't have to put pink darth vader in there 
like why can't you just put like a different like I would like a camouflage scout trooper because that that would be awesome I would like a camouflage clone trooper like there's so many different customizations you can do like even if it's just like I want to be a shadow trooper or I want to be I want to change the color of my pauldron like why does it have to be pink Darth Vader and I going back to the star cards I like the previous game and how you know you unlocked credits and purchased the thing at a certain rank yeah, it kind of gave you something to aim for. This way, yeah. you have to get 50 kills with the the weapon that you're using to unlock another weapon or an upgrade to that weapon. I Shout out to Spartacus Inc. who uh, tweeted out a very, very good, like, what the heck's going on here. Before the game launched, we uh, had the ability to upgrade our weapons through crafting parts. And we earned crafting parts through the gameplay. Now you have to complete challenges, which, like, I, I would rather earn. This is this is what I really want to happen. I want to earn credits, and I want to earn crafting parts in game, depending yeah, on how well I do. Game. Yeah, depending on how well I do, and then I want to use yeah. those crafting parts to upgrade my weapons without having to complete seventy-five kills or play. 250 hours as one class or 250 minutes as one class like yeah and they're forcing you to play how they want you to play yeah they, they don't really give you the freedom to choose oh i would normally not play blast but i want to unlock this thing so now i'm gonna to have to play blast well i like that aspect of it i would like them to make maybe push more game modes and that kind of stuff but i want to be able to choose which weapons i use i want to be like more diversity in the weapons like I was forced to play Blast to uh, complete an objective for the Resistance. And now it's one of my favorite game modes. True. I mean, that aspect is good. But what if I don't like a weapon and I have to use that to unlock a weapon that I want to use? Exactly. That That's where I, I think it kind of falls apart. I mean, I'm completely changing my entire play style and how I play the game, which is one of the beautiful things about video games that everyone plays differently, and you're putting me in a suburb by playing the exact same challenges. Everyone has to do that. Exactly. So hopefully we still have, sadly, we still haven't gotten any communication on how they're going to change going forward, but... I mean, currently I'm playing the game like, I like this game mode, and it's fun to play, so I'm going to play that a lot. I'm not delving into the challenge aspect I'm more playing the game because it's fun. I like the challenges. I think they should be more diverse. And I think they sh I don't really like how they're tied to completing challenges. I would rather them be tied to the rank of my class. Like, that would be perfect. Like, rank or level 20, I get. This, the 11-2QA, like, I believe, is the weapon. The the really nice sniper for the specialist. Like, do that 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 actually gives a point to the level system for classes yeah and another thing that people are kind of angry at battlefront for is having the heroes uh purchasable rather than unlocked at launch so you know i have to spend fifteen thousand credits to unlock darth vader for example there isn't really any other use to the credits other than buying loot crates like what else are you going to use the credits for if it's not going to be buying your heroes? And another thing is, 
someone who just got on the game kind of has a random chance to unlock a star card that I, playing 100 hours, didn't unlock. You know, it should be, even if they added this, I know people probably be angry about it, you have to be rank 10 or, you know, some certain level to unlock a rarity of a crate. I don't know about that. I mean, crates another th- like crates are something that no matter what people are going to be ticked off about. True, especially if you lock those behind different levels. Yeah, the only reason I'm saying this is because if you play the game more than someone else, you should have some kind of advantage in unlockables. Yeah. And that's what the previous Battlefront had and I enjoyed. I know you could pay to unlock certain ranks but that was basically useless after the DLC came out what I'm trying to say here is I liked how you were able to purchase star cards so that's that's what I'm kind of angry at EA for is having these loot crates that are so random that it's almost impossible to get what you're looking for yeah so now talking about this I'm getting angry at Battlefront 2 (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's not good. True. I, this what I really wanted to open with this episode is kind of addressing the things that we want to change in Battlefront 2. Like I love the game. I want the game to do well. Love the people working on the game. Like everyone that works on the game that I've talked to really is a really cool person. Loves doing their job. Wants to make something that's a great game. Like you spend thousands of hours working on this game hundreds of people you want it to be good just so like you want to be able to be proud of it you want to be able to say hey i worked on that game instead of like yeah i i i, I worked on i worked on battlefront 2 like you want to be like yeah i worked on battlefront 2 like that's that's kind of the thing that is really pushing it Kind of the things that we want to be changed in Battlefront 2. Progression system sucks. That needs to be changed. I want to earn crafting parts on how well I play. I want to do get things like that. Make it more, I played well, you get rewarded. Instead of, oh, you played the same amount of time as everyone else. So you're going to get around the same amount of credits. The new credit system, getting more credits if you're on the top, is really, really nice for Blast because you get more... Uh, no, haven't been on the top of uh, Galactic Salt at all, just because I barely play that game. Yeah, and I like the game. I love the game modes, which is you know what makes the game. Yeah, I just like when I start thinking about it. And apart from game modes, you know, you have unlockables, loot crates. Those just become kind of infuriating, and it becomes a block you have to get around to actually enjoy the game yeah when i'm playing battlefront in the game modes i really enjoy the game it's a really fun solid game but then i get to the progression system and you know the unlockables which is a key part of almost every game nowadays and it should be on par with the game modes it just it's confusing complex it is very confusing. That that's something that I find infuriating about the the whole thing, is, and it's I have not, no idea what the heck's going on half the time. Yeah, and it's not efficient. Yeah, there's a lot of screens you have to go through. Um, 
but yeah, that this is all that can be changed, which is which is great. It's not like yeah, it's not like Battlefront Two's dead. Yeah, not at all. It's not like oh, I don't like the skies in this game or like I don't like that tree or something like that. Yeah, this game hasn't even released its first downloadable content. Yeah. We, we still have a, a while to go patches to go through. Yeah, it's coming up soon though. Yeah, and I'm excited for that. Yeah. They've said they're going to be revamping the whole progression system and all that kind of stuff. I'm liking how, you know, they're going with the game. They're actually listening to the community because in a lot of cases like Nintendo they don't really listen to the community as well. But, you know, Reddit took this gigantic poll. And it, it changed the whole landscape of gaming. Like, the whole landscape of gaming has been changed through one Reddit comment. It's like 200,000 upvotes or something. Downvotes. Downvotes. Yeah. But, you know, in the favor most, of the change. Yeah. So, they wanted something to be changed. It got changed. Like, that is a great thing for the community that people are listening but still a lot of negativity had to be mustered up for that to happen which isn't great like you should be more polite about it yeah so now it's become a popular thing on youtube to get views by clickbaiting and not doing research research and just saying oh battlefront 2 sucks this is why this is battlefront 2 is going to be shut down like there was a hundred thousand voted petition for EA to stop making Battlefront. Yeah, it's a fun game. I have I enjoy it. I can't say that enough. But the progression system has problems. The loot crate needs to be tweaked. Uh, the whole the whole user user interface is kind of kind of janky right now. Yeah, but if they keep focusing on changing what people request. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. You look at Battlefront 2015, when it launched, it was a skeleton of the game. By the end of its life, it was a fleshed-out game. It had great multiplayer, had great maps, it had all of this really, really nice stuff packed into it. Basically, the biggest things we have problems with the progression system and how confusing everything is. Yeah, this is a little of a ranty episode. Yeah. Just because we're very passionate about this game. Yeah, I love love Battlefront 2. Wanted to commend all of the people at DICE. Great job making that game. Wanted and to make it the, we want it to be the best game, just like all of the people that are working on that game wanted to be the best game. And even all of the people that stuck with Battlefront 2 through all the backlash. Exactly. So, want to end on a positive note? Love Battlefront 2. Want to become even better. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin. I'm Sam Goodwin. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you find podcasts. Find us on Twitter at SWB Podcast. You can email us, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. Or PayPal, most popular way to support us. Also, we want to shout out to everyone supporting us on Patreon getting the uh, first interview episode up there, exclusive on the Battlefront behind-the-scenes content that's going to be going up there if you support us at the $5 a month level. Definitely help us out. Would really, really help us make this podcast even more awesome. Our PayPal is paypal.me slash 
T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. YouTube channel is the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I did get the URL changed, so it's youtube.com slash C slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. We have that, that fancy new URL now. Once we get everything figured out for video, right now we're having an issue where it's just requiring too much space on our hard drive right now so we're gonna have to tweak that a little bit but once we get all this figured out we'll have a video version of the podcast up on youtube super super excited for that as always thanks for listening and may the force be with you